you, worship team. Before we had a couple extra people up here, I heard the flute, then I heard the sax, and then I heard the harmonica, and it was all in the same song. I'm like, wow, this guy's like got instruments in his pockets. And <laughs> good, so we're blessed, right? Are we blessed? We got Josh stepping in. Must have been taking piano lessons last weekend overnight or something or whatever. Looks like, nah, he's been doing that for a while. We're so appreciative of everybody that helps out with worship and the sound and, you know, Felipe for setting up and cleaning up and um, having the ministry of helps and have being an armor bearer and bringing me water every time I walk in the building and filling my pockets with cough drops. He knows I, I like cough drops. Uh, you know, especially if you're going to be praying for people after your mouth is dry and you've been preaching, you got to freshen up a little bit, right, before you start breathing on people. <laughs> you don't want your breath to be, uh, might be, the air you breathe in might be the breath of God, but the air you breathe out might not be. So want to stay fresh. Amen. But um, we're just going to talk about a few things here today. Um, and then uh, we're going to go into a time of prayer. As, as, as most of you, if not all of you know, uh, the staff, and we've been in like a season of, of prayer and fasting. Um, you know, many people fasted different things. I know for, for some it was part-time was liquids, and some was Daniel fast, and, you know, some, uh, you know, everyone had options to kind of, kind of, uh, to develop their, their, their own kind of fast as a personal fast, but we all fasted. I know, uh, you know, I know I did food, and, and, and then I also did uh, social media and, and Facebook, and I feel so much better <laughs> since I haven't been looking at Facebook for a while, so I, I, I don't know. I might, I might have regular Facebook fasts and stuff because some of the stuff that, that goes on in this world is crazy, and it can really really mess up your mental health a little bit, right? But uh, we've all been fasting, and, uh, you know, today is, 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 is the finish of it. It's 10 days, and I'm so thankful we did this. You know, I feel so spiritually refreshed. I feel, um, you know, uh, just full of anticipation and just centered again and uh, such an important part. Uh, in fact, something that... I'm going to be doing moving forward into this year, and this is not, you know, a mandatory thing, uh, but it's a personal thing. But I'll share the personal thing with you, so that you know, hopefully, uh, one day it it inspires you or gives you ideas. And um, because this particular thought wasn't something that I developed on myself, it's something I heard a couple of years ago, and I always wanted to do. And I've made the decision that this is the year I'm going to do it. Is you know, we all know that we tithe uh, our, our, our income, or we're supposed to, as believers, tithe our income. Uh, and one of the things that I heard someone a couple years ago, and I don't remember exactly who it was, but they, they, uh, they gave the Lord uh, a tithe of, 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 of their food. Um, so what they did was they fasted a week during January, and uh, and then they would fast three days 
a month. And if you if you add up all the the numbers, it'll come to a, t a tenth of 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 the uh, days. So I'm going to be fasting for the first three days of every single month. Um, you know, for this year moving forward. So I'm going to have a few days off, and then we're going to go back into three days and. Uh, and of course, this isn't something that we're doing as a group or or mandatory uh, by no means. It's it's really personal, but I'm sharing it uh, because sometimes uh, it might inspire some to come along. And and really, I know a couple people have come up to me during this fast. And they said they're really ministered to. And you know, I know whenever I'm ending a fast, is as happy as I am to end a fast, is always a time where I feel like, man, it's almost like I hate ending it because God's been really ministering. Um, you know, uh, some things, I really feel like there's been some breakthroughs in, 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 in personally, and you hate to see that end. Um, but just because the food fasting stops doesn't mean God stops. He continues to answer the prayers of the fast and to move. Uh, and, you know, we're just going to really take an emphasis on prayer uh, and obviously fasting this year at Brooklyn Teen Challenge uh, you know, sometimes you just got to go back to the basics and back to the foundation and back to uh, the simple things because with all of the strategies and all of the planning and all of this and that, um, you know, which is all good, it's all good, but, you know, we all have to get back to, or I have to get back to, we have to get back to a time where it's really just about trusting God and really just about hearing from God and getting God's direction because, if God wants to do something, he'll do it. And if he doesn't, he won't. <laughs> and I just want to be a part of what God wants to do. You know, not part of what, what I want to do or what uh, somebody else thinks is a good idea. And I just really want to be connected into his heart this year like never before. So we'll be continuing in this year in the theme of prayer and fasting. But what I wanted to talk to you about today and I, I, I'm, I'm going to make this quick, I hope. Uh, I just want to talk for a few minutes, and then we're going to go into a time of prayer, uh, and I have some thoughts on what direction I want to go. Uh, but I just want to talk about uh, finishing real quick, about finishing. Uh, as we know that today uh, we're finishing a fast, and how important it is to uh, finish what you start and see things through in life, and be steadfast, and be faithful, uh, and consistent, and all of those characteristics are godly. doesn't mean that everybody that has those characteristics are, are doing it because they're godly, um, but faithfulness, uh, being steadfast, uh, consistency, um, discipline, maturity, all of those are are, 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 are are godly characteristics. And one of the things that that I have said over over years is is, you know, all you really got is your word. And uh, you know, I'd rather I'd rather minister or have somebody with me on my team that I know that's consistent and that is faithful than talented. Uh, because I've seen talented people come and go. Uh, and they're with you for a season. And uh, then they're gone or, you know, they're up and down emotionally and they're all over the all over the map. And it's kind of hard to build or do anything with that. And so I'd rather have people that are just finish what they start and say what they mean <laughs> and mean what they say. 
uh, and that's really, really important. So I really felt as the, as we were finishing this fast the last couple of days, the Lord put on my heart just to share a couple thoughts and scriptures on finishing. And um, if we look at Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, it says this, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. This is the Apostle Paul writing from a jail cell saying, now listen, whatever God starts in you, he's going to finish. And if God finishes things he starts, I think we ought to model after him and finish what we start. And Paul was saying this not in good circumstances and situations. He could have said, you know, I thought the Lord was raising me up to be a pastor of a mega church, and but instead I'm in a jail cell, so I guess he's not He's not finishing, or maybe, uh, maybe, maybe uh, God's on. A, I'm in a timeout or a delay from what God is doing in my life. But He says, "No, God is faithful to finish what He started." So when Paul found himself in a jail cell, he still believed 100% that God was still bringing the work that He had to do into him into completion. So it's not predicated on your 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 circumstance or your situation to say, oh, well, God's not working in me or God's not doing anything in me, or we have to wait till then before God picks up and starts working again. God is working right now to finish what he started in your life in the situation you're in, whether it looks like it, whether it's in a different location, a different place of geography. God is as faithful in finishing the work for me, as he was when we were in Brooklyn, you know, uh, in, in, in four buildings and, 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 and over there. God is as faithful as when we were at Eddie Farm and it was as difficult and it was a trying situation. God was no less working and finishing what he started there as he is here <laughs> or, where, or, or any less faithful uh, in a year from now when we're, we're back home and we're, we're, we're living at a different location. God is not no more at work then than he is now. So God is present in your situation right now, finishing what he started in your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 10 through 12 says, And in this matter I, I give my judgment. This benefits you, who a year ago uh, started not only to do the work, but also to desire to do it. So now finish doing it as well, so that your readiness in desiring it may be matched to your completing of it, of what you have. For the readiness is there, it is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. To, to bring that all together, and you guys know this scripture if you've done the memorization scriptures in, in the first phase, the reality of it is, is, is we need to be as consistent in finishing something as when we decided to start it, regardless of what we see or what we have at that present moment. So if we, if we, if we started this work and God started this work and we started on this path with the Lord and we're really excited about it and we're really moving forward in it, when situations change or circumstances or challenges come our way, we need to still be is consistent and excited and, and and motivated to finish regardless of what we have, whether it be a situation that we have or we're living in or um, resources that we have, is we need to continue in the same 
excitement and same anticipation, same passion, just trying to find different words to understand that, that we don't want to lose sight or passion or, or, or encouragement or, 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 or will just because things look different than when they started. And it all goes back once again to faithfulness and consistency. One thing, uh, you know, that really troubles me uh, about people, uh, and not just not just in the ministry, and not just people finishing a program, just in life, you know, friends that, you know, tell you they're going to be there and do something with you, and then when you need them, they're not family members or, or whatever have you. But there's something that is so encouraging and such a blessing when you actually have somebody that actually not only will help you if you ask them, but will actually offer their help just because they know that you need help. You know, like you can go up to a friend and say, listen, I'm moving. Can you please help me next weekend? Uh, yeah, well, let me see if I can move some things around. I think I was supposed to get my hair cut, and, um, you know, I, th- I think that was the day that, you know, I was planning on doing uh, binge-watching uh, SUV uh, or SVU, whatever the show is, uh, Law and & Order, and I'll see if I can move things around. Or then, and I only have a couple people in my life that I know that if I said, man, I'm moving, they'll be like the ones say, well, do you need help? Do you want me to come? And, I, and, and, and I'm just using moving as, as, as an example because maybe one day I'll be moving and, and you guys will offer the help. But no, no, but I'm just saying that is because there's a different kind of person. And we need to, we need to be the kind of people that are willing to put ourselves out to help and to be faithful and to be consistent and not just when, it, when there's a payout for us. Amen. Another scripture, Colossians 3.20 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as unto the Lord and not to men. When it comes to finishing things, uh, we don't only want to drag ourselves in finishing, we want to work hard unto the Lord. Once again, nobody wants to, and we all know it, even just being in the ministry, is there's the guys that you want to have with you if you're, if you're an intern. There are guys that you want, students that you want to ask to help, and there are students that you just rather not even buy. In fact, unfortunately, there's staff members here and interns that were staff like, well, get this guy. Well, I'd rather, I'd rather not ask that guy. What a terrible testimony that people would rather not ask you to help because of an attitude or a work ethic or whatever have you. And we, we, we don't want to be those kind of people. We want to work heartedly unto the Lord to get something finished, get anything finished, whether it's, whether it's a physical work or job or whether it's uh, academics or whether it's uh, ministering to somebody. Like, don't give up on somebody right in the middle of ministering to them or, or, or give up believing that God can, 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 uh, can, can actually heal someone or change someone. So we, we begin ministering to someone the first 14 days of, of their program, and then by, by two months, we've already given up on them, and we don't want to waste any of our energy or time because, oh, they're just never going to get it. Well, let's continue to, to, to work unto the Lord on this, not unto man. So, like, if I'm going to serve you and minister to you and give my all to you, I'm not just going to give up on you r- real quick. 
I'm not going to come up, you know, here and preach or minister or study or, 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 or pray any different, whether it is there's 40 students or whether there's eight. I'm going to work wholeheartedly unto God regardless and give our all into everything we do. And so it's not, only, it's not only important to stay steadfast and to continue the work, but it's also important to work unto the Lord the entire way through. Regardless of the people that you're serving are easy, difficult, a joy to serve, we just continue to serve. And why do we do that? James 1, chapter 12, it says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Regardless of what we're facing when we're, when we're finishing, whether we're bringing something into completion, no matter what happens, we, we have to understand that the Bible says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast. It doesn't say that blessed is the man who remains steadfast when everything works out the right way, when, 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 when people respond correctly. It says blessed is the man that remains steadfast under trial. Under trial, which means not remaining faithful when it's good, not remaining faithful when you like the guy that you've been called to work alongside or work with. Regardless, even if... Even if working with somebody or living with somebody or, or sharing a room with someone is a trial, we still have to remain steadfast and finish the work the Lord has given us. And we can look at very practical things. I mean, we can look at spiritual things as the Lord begins to mature us, but we can look at very practical things. I mean, we have a program here. We have a 12-month structure. We have, you know, an internship. We have all of, all of this. And regardless of what stage you are in, in any one of these positions or degrees is we still have to remember that regardless of whether we're in trial or whether we're in a season that we enjoy what we're doing, we still have to persevere and still have to work wholeheartedly unto the Lord and still have to trust in the end that he is doing a good work in us and bringing it to completion, even if it makes no sense. If this is God's place for you, now, when things are wonderful and you're enjoying the program, it's still God's place for you when you're not, if it's God's place for you. It's God's place for you whether you're making this much money or that much money. Either God has you here and this is where God's purposed you to be or he is not. I mean, call me a fool, but what, even for me, when, when I was going through the interview process to become the executive director, and, and let me tell you, they put me through the ringer. A lot more than I thought I deserved, to be honest with you. I thought I just deserved to say, yeah, yeah I'm here, and I, and I want to do it. But I had to go through a whole process of putting together, you know, projections and putting to, you know, getting interviews and, you know, being grilled and asked all the sorts of questions that, that I'll be honest with you, in my flesh, I was a little offended, like, why am I even going through this? I've already shown myself faithful to this ministry for X, X amount of years. But in my, in my foolishness or, or trusting in God, I never asked what my benefits were going to be. I never said, how much are you going to pay me? I never said, you know, what, 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 kind, what am I going to get? Never, once. I never did. Because that wasn't, that wasn't 
what was important because it was whether, God, did you call me to lead Brooklyn Teen Challenge or did you not? And if you call me to lead Brooklyn Teen Challenge, I will absorb all of what uh, comes with that, with or without benefits, because it doesn't matter to me. Because what matters to me is I'm doing what God has called you to do. And it's important when you're in a season in your life, is it's not, it's not about what you get out of it. It's about where does God want you to be? Where has he called you? And where, where if you're going somewhere, has he sent you? Or are you just running? Or trying to find a better situation for yourself. Because as soon as you get to the better situation for yourself, you're probably going to discover that that situation really isn't better. Because you're there. So finish what you start. Finish which you start, not just here. I'm just using the ministry as a backdrop because all of us understand it. It's, it's, a, it's a living illustration. It's, it's practical. But this ties into everything you do in life. It ties into do with marriage. Marriage isn't about every moment. Whether my wife upsets me on the way out the door, guess what? I'm taking care of her the same exact way. Whether my children are bad, and they splash water out of the bathtub. I'm going to love them the same exact way. With that with family, some of you have watched, you know, people have been loyal to you and, and helped you through some things, but I'm sure you've had to put up with some stuff with your family, and you stayed committed and you stayed steadfast because you loved them and you've decided that you were going to be there for them. See things through completion in your life. Don't give up so quickly. None of us want people to give up on us. I'm thankful that some people never gave up on me. And a lot of people did. And some people will give up on you. One day they'll, or they might already owe you an apology. I wouldn't expect it, but... Give up. Don't quit. Finish. Finish. Here's a couple of my personal thoughts. You shouldn't avoid starting something because it will be difficult to finish. Don't ever look at something because of its difficulty and decide that you're not going to start it. If it's right, it's right. And do it. The only question is, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And if you decide something is worth it, if you decide that a master's degree is something that you want and it's worth it to you, you just keep on pushing forward until you finish. Whether it's slow, whether it takes you a little longer, whether it's difficult, finish. See things through. And if it is worth it, give it all you got. Give it all you got. There's one person, I don't know where I read it, but I'm going to repeat it, but it's not mine. Go where you're sent, stay where you're at, and give it all you got. Give it all you got. 
Another thought. Protect your focus. Protect your focus. And to do that, you have to fight off distractions. I'm not called to help everyone, or Brooklyn Teen Challenge is not called to help everyone, but it is called to help some people. And as, as an organization, we have to protect our focus and do what God has called us to do. As individuals, you have to protect your focus. Protect your focus. Fight off distractions. There'll always be people and things that will come to distract you. Something we heard last night in the men's group, align yourself with the right people. Align yourself with the right people. Make decisions to put yourself around people. My mother always used to say to me growing up, she says, uh, stay with people that are that that are where you want to be or that you think are better than you. And of course, you're not supposed to think that people are better. That better as worth more. But doing better things. She also used to say, "Listen, if you sleep in the trash, you smell like the trash." <laughs> or birds of a feather flock together. She had a bunch of them. Obviously, I didn't hang out with always the best people, so that's why she had to say those things to me. Align yourself with the right people. And don't leave the right people and go to the wrong people and think that you're going to have the right things happening to you because you won't. Even the Bible says bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Always pray your heart out about everything. And trust God to provide everything else. We're finishers. We're completers. Because God is a finisher. And God is a completer. God doesn't start something and leave it halfway. He completes it. In fact, he's so faithful to complete it that he'll speak that he's going to complete it before he completes it. Just so you know, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to complete it. He hasn't given up on us. He hasn't given up on earth. He hasn't given up on mankind yet. He spoke a plan. We're seeing a lot of it unfold around us. But he's going to bring it to completion. And he's going to do what he said he's going to do in his church, on earth, and in your life. He's a finisher. Jesus was a finisher. He came to earth. to go. To, he lived to die on the cross and no matter what came his way and how difficult it was, he completed his mission. He asked his father in the garden, is there any other way? Father said, no, son, it's still the same. And he finished. And God the father had to watch his son and was willing to endure that because it was his plan. He had to finish. Be finishers. Amen.